Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good afternoon. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. He returns next week. He's enjoying some time off. I am thrilled to be here with you. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is always open 71307-71307. And the GS Plumbing Talk line 800-905-0989. We were talking about the whole idea of the middle class being destroyed and making it more difficult for people to be able to rent anything, ever to own anything. And a lot of people have just given up the whole idea of ever being being able to own anything. I mean, if you have children, for example, young adult children, uh, and I've talked to a lot of people who say, you know, I'm, I don't even care. I don't plan to own a house. And I mean, I couldn't wait to try to own something of my own. Not that it was fancy. My first place was, you know, just a, a mess. Somebody had really wrecked it on the inside, but I worked really hard to fix it up. Just a little tiny condo, but I was so happy to have my own place. And nowadays people don't seem to be interested. It's not a right or wrong, bad or good, but the problem is, you're not building equity, but then again, you know what? You're not spending all your time and money fixing your place up, right? It's already there. So interesting story that uh, appeared, I think this is the New York Times, I believe. Oh, Wall Street Journal, I'm sorry. Wall Street Journal. Uh, the rise of the forenter, for, I get paid to talk, the rise of the forever renters. I'm just going to cut to the chase some of the things that, that I highlighted about this. They're saying that Americans who would traditionally be homeowners you know, historically, because of their age and whatnot and their income, whatever, have become long-term renters, including some with no plans to ever buy a home. Please let me know what you think about this on the text line, 71307-71307. They're saying renters are changing their savings patterns, uh, sparking new developments, inspiring businesses uh, from contractors that help out with renovations for renters even, to high-end fixtures that are e- easily removed from one dwelling to the next. I had no idea you could even do that. Uh, there's a place they mentioned that's in Scranton that used to be a lace factory, and they've turned it into rental developments. And they're saying that this is one of hundreds of new rental developments that are rising up to help people who want to have luxury without commitment. And a lot of younger people, too, are looking at these apartments that may have, you know, if, if you can afford it, They may have a gym, you know, they may have a coffee bar. They may have all these things that people may not want to leave their development, right? Well, they say, well, why should I, you know, belong to a gym when I can have it right here in my apartment? I have a pool, I have this, I have that. And they're putting all these amenities in. You're paying through the roof, but they're putting them all in. 64% of people in the U.S. are homeowners compared with 89% of people in China and 72% in Brazil. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 
Real estate investor GID, which owns and manages about 50,000 apartment units across 30 markets in the U.S., says nearly a quarter of its residents, listen to this, earn over $200,000 a year. Interesting. The executive, chief executive Greg Bates of GID said the influx of higher income renters has in part led to a decline in the number of lower priced rental properties available in the U.S. And that's what happens. Now, nobody ever mentions the illegal thing, right? The illegal aliens, we know they're taking up someplace. We know they're taking up, quote unquote, affordable housing all over the country. We know, there's no other way. They're not all they're not all living on the streets. We know that. So where are they being put? They're being put somewhere. And of course, that you know, makes, uh, you know, availability worse and costs everybody more money. But, you know, some of these people don't mind paying the money. There's one guy who's paying $3,200 in rent, including parking and utilities. He lives in Tampa. $3,200. He said, this is a relatively low price to pay for all the things I want. He has a, a pool, dry cleaning pickup, concierge service. Uh, he's close to events and places where you can go see entertainment and whatnot. But apparently this place has surpassed 95% occupancy seven months after opening. Another thing that I found interesting in this Wall Street Journal story about long-term renters is the idea that a lot of people are renting and then leasing again. Like they signed a two-year lease and then they continue to lease. In other words, they're not, well, at $3,200, maybe you can't save money. They're not saving money to want to buy a house. It's fascinating to me. They just don't even care. (coughs) Sorry, let me grab a swig of ice tea. They don't even care. Alicia Couch and and her husband live in Dawsonville, Georgia. They have a combined income of $122,000. She said she and her husband could comfortably afford a mortgage and down payment. Instead, they're choosing to stay in a four-bedroom townhome. They rent for $2,000 a month. She said it's not that we can't afford to buy it. It's that we don't want to and we feel like it's not worth it. She's 37. Now, if you know, if you're a homeowner, if, if you're lucky enough to actually own your house, a lot of people just are homeowners and they're paying a mortgage, uh, you, you understand you have to put a down payment down. I mean, from the time you move in to the time you move out, you're fixing it up. You're down there at Home Depot and Lowe's and what other places, fixing the stuff, buying this, putting new flooring, you know, whatever you can afford, flooring and countertops and painting and da-da-da-da-da, and it never ends. And you have to wonder sometimes, does it pencil out at the end of the day? You know, factor in what you put the you put down fifty or hundred thousand dollars down if you're you know if you're lucky enough to be able to do that. Put that down, and then you spend you know ten thousand dollars a year fixing it up and this and that and the other. At at the end of five years, oh yeah, but you have all this equity. But do you have enough equity? Does it pencil out? I don't know. I don't know if it does. But there are now what they call build to rent communities, where in other words, they're housing communities, and some of these are really nice. They're built as rentals from day one. And you may know about some of these. They're fascinating. There are currently 533 of these developments completed or under construction, according to a property management uh, software. 84,459 units around the country. Their average occupancy rates are currently 97%. Fascinating. There's a thing called Ark Homes for Rent, which owns a place um, in the, where this one family lives. They say that they receive eight to 10 qualified applicants for every unit that comes on the market. And tenants who sign two-year leases renew their contracts 80% of the time. The company says above the overall industry, re-signing rate of 60%. Interesting.
they they talk about another couple who you know toured some senior development decided they didn't want to live there and so they went to a place where they could uh you know they could rent something but it's fascinating i i just had no idea and there are people who sell things like removable wallpaper the wall street journal's talking about and there's a, a lighting company that sells battery operated and easy to remove light fixtures they say their store visits have quadrupled in the last few months. It's I'm just fascinated by the way things have changed. Now you you could say yeah they don't want you to be a homeowner because they don't want you to build equity. They don't I, I get it. They don't want you because if you don't own your house, depending on how long you stay there, obviously um, you know you know you, you're not necessarily building community sometimes. And so there are a lot of advantages to owning a home. But like I'm saying, does it pencil out? I I like the idea that when I live someplace, as long as I make my payment, no one can throw me out in 30 days. I wouldn't want to constantly live in a place where either the rate could go up on me. You know, they raise my rate and sometimes they do it in the middle of a lease, depending on what your situation is and what the lease says. Uh, so I don't like that. Someone knocking on the door and throwing you out. But I'm just curious as to what you're seeing out there. Common Sense Retirement Planning, text line 7130. Texter, Heidi, no. Renters are at the mercy of somebody else. Well, that's how I feel. Although, if you can't fix anything, and my husband owns a handyman business, so I can tell you, he's fixing things all day long for people who can't do it for themselves. Either they're too old to do it, they used to be able to do it, they can't anymore, or they can't get on a ladder anymore, they can't change out a sink they can't get to the um, you know smoke detectors that are high up on I mean so he makes money off these people every day whereas if you're a renter you just call the landlord right texture Heidi I'm in real estate 20 years rents on the same property or sometimes half of the mortgage must much less maintenance PMI exactly that's what I'm saying that's why people are looking at it and saying does this pencil out but then what do you have in 10 years? You don't have the equity you could have built. But if you take that money, some experts are saying, you take that money that you could have used to build equity if, if you'd owned the house and then put that into something else, some other kind of stock or investment or something that you felt was uh, profitable. I don't know. It's, it's just all changing and it's just very different. Very, very different world we're living in now. But a lot of these younger people, they, they don't, they say, I don't want to buy a house. Why would I be stuck with that nonsense when I could move every year? I live in a place with a pool and this and that and the other. Well, can't blame them, I guess. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James, coming right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.